Terry Fox, and this is Grateful for My Plateful, your path to a healthier relationship with food. This podcast is actually an offshoot of my Tumblr blog, gratefulformyplateful.tumblr.com. There are dashes between each of the words, so you can go check that out if you like. First of all, this podcast is focusing on eating disorder recovery, but I feel like these principles can apply to everyone. Personally, in my recovery journey, I am... I'm getting to kind of the stage where like things are changing a lot for me and therefore my blog is kind of reflecting that but also I want to keep it in the stock. I I still want to address the early on recovery problems but also I think I may transition to a new blog called running away from my problems which is called like I just name it that because I'm, I'm kind of developing this healthier kind of lifestyle where I'm I'm using exercise as a way to overcome like certain mental illnesses and things that I have and and just like dealing with life and stress in general which I feel like is not super related to um eating disorders and like early recovery but I feel like it's definitely a huge part of the recovery itself in like later phases so yeah that's just kind of like what's going on with my blog right now but definitely check it out um depending on what time period you're watching right now, (laughs) I don't know, the 1800s or something, Um, it might be um, a little different than I describe it right now, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But um, maybe I'll even have a website by the time you're listening to this or something like that, or a book deal or something, who knows? So as I said, even if you may not have a full-blown eating disorder, I feel like a lot of disordered behaviors go unnoticed in our society that prioritizes thinness over anything else. Um, I also find that in the past decade or so, there's been like this huge flood of media around like cancer and other illnesses, which has made us like a bit health obsessed due to all this fear mongering and this growing industry of illness prevention and just like this quote unquote healthy lifestyle or like this health industry that I feel like does a lot of harm unnecessarily. I personally have had experience with orthorexia and binge eating disorder, so I'm not coming from an anorexic or bulimic point of view, but I can't imagine the ideas on here will still be applicable because really we're all just trying to maintain like a healthier relationship with food and not let it control our lives so much. Um, I do keep anorexia and bulimia in mind when I discuss things, so hopefully you won't feel too left out. But um, if my kind of like analogies don't fit for you quite right, then that's probably just because I'm coming from like a background of orthorexia and um, binge eating disorder. The perceptions around weight and eating and things may be a bit different than like anorexia per se. But I feel like you'll still get something from this podcast if, if you enjoy listening and, and you feel like you can relate to it for sure. So I'll just get into my story because it's the first episode. I feel like y'all should know a little bit about me and like where I'm coming from with all this. Personally, I don't know if many other people feel like this. Um, Maybe you do, but I feel like I have always been like this. I have always had like weird relationships with food and I don't know like what aspect of that comes from like nature versus nurture or whatever like I feel like you can never really know like what traits 
you have that like may lead to a mental illness that are like already present within you or if they're like cultivated from a very very early age or if you develop them later in life like that's just this whole mixing pot of like psychology and, and biology that is just super confusing but for me I feel like I have had these weird behaviors around food for a really long time like for example I've just always been a picky eater and um, I became vegetarian around age 10 when I just, I really never liked the taste of meat, but also like, I just, I find it easy to like latch on to ideologies and like kind of, I'm very impressionable as well. So like becoming vegetarian uh, and feeling like bad for the animals and all that, like that was very easy for me to pick up and that came along with veganism later in life as well. And there's nothing wrong with being a vegetarian or vegan or any other diet that you might be pursuing. Um, they're not disordered in themselves. I just feel like it's the behaviors that we attribute to them that can be disordered. So like it's not the diets themselves that are that are bad necessarily. It's just the the kind of ideologies that we promote within them or like the reasons why we might be doing a particular diet that are kind of like flawed or or if if you get into a diet for the wrong reasons that can lead to a very negative situation if you're not careful and just because I say I feel like my eating disorder came out of like veganism you shouldn't feel guilty or feel like you have an eating disorder just because you choose a certain diet it's just the certain disordered eating symptoms that you have to look out for, I find. And I feel like certain people are more susceptible to that based on the information they consume or like other other mental illnesses or just personality traits that they may have. But regardless of the diet I followed, I was still a very picky eater growing up. So I, I have always had these like comfort foods that I would latch onto regardless of like the veganism and all this stuff. I was like a huge junk eater and I guess I just didn't have like super well-developed eating habits when I was younger. I don't know why, but I've just never had like a healthy relationship with food. It's all, I've just been a huge junk eater and maybe that was just because I became vegetarian at such a young age and I wasn't getting the proper nutrients and things and I needed like all this crazy stuff to like keep me going basically but who knows really. So yeah for you it might not feel that way but certainly for me I feel like I've kind of always been like this but it it's certain situations and environments that can push you over the edge and cause you to develop an eating disorder. Things got really bad during my second year of university. Um, during the summer beforehand, I became vegan basically for like all the wrong reasons. <laughs> I'm a hypochondriac and I was terrified of getting cancer and I wanted to live forever and this pushed me to cut out a huge amount of food from my diet because I was watching... Um, Freely, the banana girl and durian rider who I now realize promote a lot of really negative ideologies and encourage disordered behaviors and they obviously I mean if you've seen them before they promote the the raw vegan lifestyle and yeah this was just certainly not the right program for me but I got into it based on, on all this fear that was being promoted by them about like oh, if you don't eat this way, like, you're gonna get cancer, basically, or you're gonna be, like, overweight and unhappy and lethargic your whole life and stuff, and so uh, this is what I'm talking about, about, like, the fear-mongering and things that can lead to these things. And I know some people who like Freely and Durian Rider, and, like, if it works for you, like, if that diet works for you, that's awesome. Like, it's not the diet that's bad, it's just, like, the negative ideologies that are being promoted, but um, if, if you like it, then, and you like them, like, that's your opinion, I'm gonna respect it. I just feel that for me, that they were like super influential like in my eating choices at the time and it really like contrib 
contributed to this like cult like um just like unwavering perseverance to this like ideology of raw veganism that was just like destroying my body after a while destroying my body and my mental health as well it was just deteriorating but of course not all the blame can fall on them i feel like there's a lot of different things that contribute to these uh, mental illnesses like once you get the seed of fear planted in your head all you want to do is just read for hours and hours about all the foods that are bad for you and like when you should eat and how much this how much that and for me it just became full-blown orthorexia which is a relatively newly recognized eating disorder but I feel like it's so prevalent nowadays and people just don't recognize it orthorexia is basically an obsession with eating quote-unquote healthy to the point where you're cutting out so many foods and restricting yourself so much that you're actually depriving your body of the things it needs. So, and also it just contributes to this like mentality of restriction and, and just overthinking and fear and worrying a lot that is really negative. Also, your diet begins to feel like it's controlling your life and like causing you a lot of unnecessary anxiety and stress. And that's at least how I felt. I know some people who probably do love the raw, the raw vegan lifestyle, and that's awesome for them. I just feel like for me, it was just not possible based on just like my own nature. I'm very lazy and uh, it was just too much for me. I was doing all right uh, the summer that I started it, but then school came around and I was just really busy and unmotivated and I couldn't keep up with the lifestyle, but I still had all this like fear that I had acquired from just gaining all this information and this like cult-like ideology that people were promoting. I was so afraid of all these foods that like I thought would give me cancer, would be bad for me. So often I would not be eating enough and then my body would get these insane cravings for junk food in the evenings because I was just deprived of nutrients and also just needing like comfort from all the stress that I was feeling. I ended up binging almost every night. Um making myself sick and just like hating hating myself every minute of it but like as much as I hated it it was like my only respite from like all the stress that I was feeling in in my life uh and I, I just remember like if anybody can relate to this that urge to binge just being so powerful it's like all consuming and you feel like you're being pulled towards whatever whatever trigger food that that you that you need at the time because it's like it's such an addiction I feel and I just walk out of the store with like family sized bags of chips and junk and and chocolate and just eat so much of it that I would just be feeling horrible it didn't progress to bulimia but it definitely could have I feel if if I wasn't so terrified of vomiting yeah I definitely felt uh at times after a binge where I was just like oh my gosh I'm I'm stuffed I'm so full like I, I was thinking of like vomiting it up. So there were some points when I recognized that I had like this huge problem, but my solution was to restrict more and to try and like discipline myself enough to get back on the raw vegan diet. But of course this didn't work. And for years I would just go up and down like trying to beat this thing and failing and feeling like I would never be able to live without food controlling my entire life. So this is what I wanna talk about today. Actually starting recovery the right way, realizing there's no quick fix but the results are so worth it. First of all, let me say that the ups and downs of trying and failing to recover from an eating disorder are all 
part of the recovery. Recovery doesn't start at the point when you no longer fail. Every time you fail, you learn something new and you just keep accumulating knowledge to take with you as you go. So if you're struggling right now, you should never feel like you're always starting back from zero. The most important thing is that you're trying and learning from your experiences. I went through this period of trying and failing and feeling like I wasn't getting anywhere for almost like two years, I think. I can't the whole timeline <laughs> makes no sense to me now, but um, you're not invalid for feeling like you're never going to get anywhere, or that you're not in recovery, but you certainly are. I can vouch for that. All that time I spent trying and failing, um, it, it really did help me get to where I am today, and it gave me the drive to, to know that I had to recover in order to get a better life. There's an old quote that says, fall down seven times, stand up eight. No matter how many times you fall, you are still going to rise that last time and it will have been worth it. I remember just being so frustrated and tired and, and I was just like, okay, I guess, I guess this is what my life is going to be now. Like, I guess I'm never going to be happy and I'm always going to have this horrible monkey on my back of my relationship with food and just like suffering basically. But the thing that kept me going was knowing that no matter how hard things got or how tired I was, I would always just keep that fire inside to get up and try again. It was a constant struggle and really depressing period in my life, but I would remind myself that the act of trying and standing up that one more time was the most important thing I could do. And this was really helpful just getting through that slog of like, okay, I know that I need to recover, but I don't exactly know how. And it's really a process of trial and error that you just have to go through. And you find the methods that work best for you, basically. But definitely restricting and and disciplining yourself, I feel, is just the complete opposite of what you should be doing. This process of trying and failing could last, like, however long, depending on the person. For me, it was, like, two years. But I don't know. For you, it could be shorter. It could be longer. I know that sounds daunting right now, but like, trust me, it's worth it in the end. Like, honestly, I can barely even remember those years now, and I'm 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 in a happier place. I'm feeling good about myself. I'm enjoying food now. So like, the struggle was definitely worth it because I really feel like I'm kind of like living in the present and appreciating my life and, and the food that I eat every day. You just have to think about future you and just like get a little pat on the head from them. Like, please make my life better. <laughs> please make me enjoy that pasta that I know you are afraid of, but it's going to be okay. I don't know. I mean, it could work differently for different people. Some people really like discipline and they find that structure helps them, but... For eating disorders, I feel like that is often what gets people into a lot of trouble with eating disorders because we we feel like we need to be perfect and when we can't reach that perfection, we just punish ourselves all the time. So automatically when there's a structure, that's creating something that can be broken. And I know when I was trying and failing and, and doing all this stuff, it was often that like I felt like, oh, I made a mistake now I can just say, like, screw everything and, and go back to zero because I didn't succeed, basically. That's something that can really stifle your progress. So the way I found my way out of this try-fail cycle was radical acceptance of where I was and what was happening. I just said, like, okay, I have an eating disorder. Things are not okay. 
but I'm doing my best, and in time, things will get better. This is also where the title of the podcast comes in. Uh, I was living with my parents for a bit during my recovery, and often I didn't have a choice of what to eat, so I developed this ideology where no matter what was put in front of me as an option, instead of feeling fearful or ashamed of what I was eating, I would just replace these feelings with gratefulness that I had food to eat, regardless of what it was. Food is life. You have to stop looking at food as your enemy. Every meal is a blessing. You need to stop looking at food like it's killing you. We have so many of these crazy assumptions about food nowadays and that, that there's all these pesticides in it and there's certain ingredients or chemical combinations that are bad for you. And like, I'm not saying that there's no truth to these statements, but the fact is that your fear of dying is keeping you from living. That's really the root of all these concerns is that, oh, if I eat this food, it will kill me, basically, because I'll get an illness or, or I'll be suffering or whatever. You have to just accept that the fear of dying and, and illness and suffering is part of life. Accept that you will never have total control over the things that happen to you in your life. And torturing yourself over what some internet blogger says about... I don't know, blueberries, isn't going to make you happy. You have to stop shaming yourself for not being perfect or supposedly failing at recovery. Like, there's no such thing as failure when you recognize that you're not perfect and that you're never going to recover in the way that you think you're going to recover. I believe gaining freedom from food is not about disciplining yourself and being restrictive. I feel like that's how you got into this mess in the first place, you know? So... If you don't want food to control you anymore, you have to start not letting it control you. And I know that sounds dumb because it's the exact same thing. And it sounds contradictory, but it's not. It's just the simplest truth I can put it as. To give you an example, like, for me, not letting food control me meant acknowledging, like, hey, I haven't eaten anything today. I know I'm going to go to the store and eat a bunch of chips. And that's okay. Once you take away the guilt and the shame attached to whatever disordered behaviors you have, that's when the food loses its power over you. You don't need more restrictions and guilt and overthinking. It's too much to ask of you right now to immediately stop all disordered behavior, but you have the power to change the way you think about it and shed all these layers of guilt and shame. I know an important part of eating disorders is body image as well, so apply your radical acceptance when you look in the mirror as well. You have an eating disorder. Now is not the time to be worrying about how you look or how much you weigh. Accept that you are currently whatever weight or shape, and that's just the way it is for now. You need to put your own ego on the back burner and understand that your recovery is more important than how others see you. It's okay to be less than perfect. It's what makes us human. And there's no point in being human if you're going to be miserable all the time and can't enjoy food, which I feel is a pretty important part of being human. At least for me it is. Like, I love food so much. <laughs> I guess I'll end this on a hopeful note because, like, a few years ago I was just miserable and mentally and physically torturing myself over everything I ate. And tonight 
my boyfriend and I just made this delicious supper and I could feel the pleasure of just eating without guilt or fear, just enjoying my meal and being at peace with myself and the food I was eating. And I by no means feel like I'm fully recovered, but I'm so much better than I used to be and it's because I refused to say no and I just kept educating myself and dedicating myself to my own happiness. I know it's a long journey, but it's 100% worth it and I know that you'll be okay. You just have to stay committed to the process and just be patient. Just remember to keep standing up after you fall and just to make peace with whatever situation you're in right now. These are the first steps to recovery and I hope that each day you learn to be grateful for your plateful. I'll catch you at episode two. The music used in this podcast is called Tomorrow by Mega Enx or Mega Inks. So you can go look them up on SoundCloud, M-E-G-A-E-N-X. Definitely go check them out. They're awesome for letting their music be in the Creative Commons license so that uh, people like me can use their stuff.